This is Ricardo Torres Radio, episode 14, Digital Monopoly and Privacy. Barcelona is slowly unlocking itself and small businesses start to reopen. The businesses that haven't suffered have been the giants, such as Amazon. With their well-established platforms, the pandemic has only boosted their sales as everybody has been forced to buy online now more than ever. This made me think again on how our digital lives are in the hands of few big companies like Google, Amazon, and Facebook. These are or might be the biggest ones. From our email, if you use Gmail from our shopping, they already mentioned Amazon, as well as social media. Facebook itself owning the big almighty Instagram and WhatsApp for messaging. This alone should at least make you think if you are making the right decisions when trusting your data to them. Is it worth it? Do you get value from giving them your data? Personally, if you talk about data monopoly, the one company I have thrown myself into has been Google. So why do so many of us use Google services? Answers should vary, but might go in the lines that is convenient to use or that it provides me with a connection with other people. How did everything start for me? I remember being around 16 when Gmail was invite only. You could not sign up, you had to be invited in. I remember a friend at class, he had invites and he instantly became the cool kid for having invites and everyone was asking for one. I was lucky enough to get one and everything changed from that moment on. Back then, email had a spam problem, if you remember. It used to be like um, you would receive spammy chain emails. I was in the Hotmail services from Microsoft and the amount of garbage I received was appalling. It seemed normal back then. It seemed normal that you would receive a spam and that was, you know, the expected experience. A spam was expected. Um, I would even get excited with those with those chain emails. I mean, back then <laughs> the communication via email was just uh, spam images and, and what now you would call memes. Gmail and their algorithms gave email a breath of fresh air. They invested so much detecting a spam and it showed that it worked. Now more than 10 years later, where my email has been used in dozens and dozens of services and websites, I barely receive any spam. I mean, it, I do, but it does not, does not go into the inbox folder, but the spam folder. So definitely they're doing a great job at keeping the spam from my eyes. Another good selling point was the ridiculous idea of having unlimited free storage. I remember on their homepage, uh, you would have a counter that would show the free available space for your account and the counter would simply increase by the second. It was the idea of, yeah, it's unlimited. It will not stop growing. So after joining um, Gmail, uh, I've never been concerned about email space. Uh, I've never thought about, oh, uh, if I write this email and I attach this image, I'll get out of space uh, never again. And I do recall services, paid services that would give you maybe 100 or 200 megs of email space, which if you think about it now, it, it's, it's, it's a joke. 
So fast forward to today. Nowadays, um, having a Google account is convenient. There are so many services that benefit from having one. Uh, you want to storage in the cloud? Sure, have Google Drive. I do. I even pay for it uh, to have extra space. Uh, knowing that my files are backed up on the cloud and they are accessible from any machine, anywhere, it's very convenient to me and I cannot imagine myself moving files with the old USB stick. All my documents, spreadsheets and PowerPoint-like slides are stored on Google Drive and it's super convenient. Um, the other day a friend of mine was asking me, hey man, how do I install the Office package on a Mac? And I said, I don't know. It has been years since I have been using uh, the Office Suite on, on, on a Mac, you know, Word, Excel, uh, PowerPoint, years and years. And, and honestly, um, I just recommended him to use the Google Drive uh, set of applications. Uh, it's, it's faster, it's convenient, and he would have uh, backed up to the cloud. He can also back it up into the, into the drive, but... Um, not sure, I'll, I'll let you know once my friend decides what to do. Um, he's, he's an old school um, user uh, and then it's not very, uh, how would you say this, uh, not very keen to new technologies in cloud and things like that. So, but going back to the topic, um, yeah, again, Google Maps, Google Meet for video calls, Google Calendar, Google Tasks, the list goes on and on, right? I mean, the services that you have with Google are very convenient and we know that Google tends to maybe kill services from now on without any warning, but still, the ones that they keep, they're good. Could I replace the Google services with something else? Sure. I mean, there are plenty of blog posts out there, people who do that, people who try to de-Googleify themselves, and, and it's successful, but I think it wouldn't be as convenient. I mean, of course, I, I could host my own email, but then I would have spam problems. Uh, and I'm not an expert on, on server-side uh, stuff when it comes to email. I could host my own files again on a sort of um, virtual hard drive on somewhere. Yes, it's not convenient, right? So the trade-off of having my data uh, on a Google premises and Google servers, uh, it's it's good enough for me to, to give them to them, right? I mean, they gave me a, a, a great service. I give them my data. And that's, uh, in that sense, for that concrete example, it's fine for me. Don't get me wrong, I am a big fan of owning my data. I have my, yes, my build to a virtual private server and I host my blogs and other sites on my own, let's say, uh, space. Um, so I don't depend on anyone uh, to, to have these things hosted and I pack the files into into physical hard drives here on, on, on Earth, not on the cloud. And, and yeah, I, I use sites like, I don't know, Goodreads for tracking the books I read. And I know that if Goodreads ever um, closes, I'll lose that. No, because since I'm a developer, I know how to back, the th back these things. And I, for instance, for this uh, Google uh, Reads, not Google, sorry, Goodreads <laughs> site, I have created a smaller script that basically um, uh, imports the data into a simple HTML and I host that on, on my blog. These and many other examples, I try to own my data. And even though I use their services, I, like I said, I even create the scripts or look for the scripts, or I find a way to um, get my data from those services and store it for future live logging, future reviewing, whatever. But without going much further, you know, this same very blog, this 
blog, Ricardo Torres Radio. Uh, yes, of course, this is hosted on Anchor FM, Google Podcast, Apple iTunes, and others, but I do have my own site, right? I have ricardo.blog slash podcast, and this site is stored on my server. It's also backed down onto my hard drive. All my episodes are saved and stored, so if any of those services that you're using right now to listen to this go out the site is still on and my podcast will still be alive and i'll be able to reshare it with anybody so to sum up i'm not willing to give up the google services yes i will own my data as much as possible but you know google photos and all those things it, it gives me a great service and i'm i'm fine with it so isn't it for you a little bit scary to give all your digital data to one or two big companies. I mean, it is for me, uh, but I already tell, told you that in some cases I'm fine with it. I try to minimize the privacy implications by unchecking a bunch of you know privacy-related toggles on my accounts that theoretically, theoretically uh, would uh, give me more privacy, right? For instance, um, YouTube. YouTube has a setting where you can tell YouTube to not store your history. And when you go to my history, my watched videos, there's nothing there. And of course, I don't know if on background on the servers they are actually storing it, but at least what they say, what they advertise, that they're not keeping it. So uh, it might give me a false sense of security. I don't know. I mean, it, it does a little bit for me. Um, and I, I trust Google to actually not keep the logs for my watch videos. And the same thing goes for other services where they allow you to, to check those boxes and, and not store more data than you, than you want to. Talking to my friends, colleagues and family, I do not see a clear opinion on this. It's all mixed. Some say it matters that they don't use the services because they know they're being recorded. Others, however, simply do not care. They use the services and they get something in return. So my question to you today is, what's your take? I mean, do you accept the risks of being recorded while using these services? Or do you, on the other hand, actively fight to stay away from these big giants? And do you see any danger of using these convenient services? Peak of the week. Since we're talking about tech giants, here's an Amazon original TV show for you. Uh, it's called Upload. If you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it for free on their included Prime video service. This show presents an interesting concept. Conscience Upload to the Cloud. Similar to what Black Mirror from Netflix has already envisioned in one of their episodes. The idea here on this show called Upload is that once you're about to die, you upload yourself to the cloud. The body left behind is rendered useless because your head actually explodes <laughs> when uh, doing the procedure to upload yourself. Uh, there's no going back, so so at least not on this first season, but don't worry, no, no spoilers. Uh, the crazy part for, for this idea, this show, is that once you are uploaded to the cloud, you can still interact with the living down on Earth. You can do video calls and your family and friends can actually go to your cloud space using virtual reality headsets. It is just like you've never left Earth, right? Because they can still interact with you, which is crazy. So here's the catch. Um, 
the cloud, of course, there are servers and they're controlled by companies, right? It's not a, a governmental uh, cloud thing. In this show, upload the companies uh, have to make money uh, on these services. So it's not free to store your, your loved ones to the cloud. It's a paid service. And as such, you will have in-app purchases. So if you want your dead relative avatar to have a different shirt, different pants, sure, you just pay extra, right? And the same thing goes with bandwidth. It's like you know, there are unlimited tiers and two gig tiers. Same thing as you would have on a real ISP, internet service provider. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's so interesting that uh, how these things are, are are handled in this show. Don't worry, it's it's a comedy. I mean, there's plenty of food for thought though, uh, but it's a comedy, it's not, not a drama. Um, I don't think it's too far-fetched that this might come reality in the future. Have you heard Elon Musk uh, that uh, he's working on this neural implant that uh, he says that we can will be able to do this in the future. Um, his idea on the first iterations is to cure brain um, disease or brain uh, accidents or something like um, curing people that are in wheelchairs or have um, hearing problems, stuff like that. But um, on this interview he did on, on the John, is it, uh, John, John Dragon podcast, he, he said that uh, in five years, if everything goes well and budget allows it, we will no longer use words to communicate, which is totally bananas. He says that if people have these implants, um, they'll simply communicate through these ones and zeros, which will be far more convenient than using words. Words need to be, let's say, compressed. They have to be sent to the receiver and uncompressed. And words is what makes communication a little bit difficult or easier. The words I use, right? But if you can communicate directly brain to brain without using words, well, that's perfect communication. But time will tell. In any case, that's all I have for you today. Until the next time, have a good one.